0: Hi, I'm Jen Rogers of Yahoo Finance, and you're listening to the Yahoo Finance podcast. And today I have Ethan Wolfman, who covers a lot of consumer stories for us. And this fall, he got a really exciting one when the Equifax hack happened. Welcome, Ethan. Thanks, Jen. Good to be here. So so where were you when you got the news that that this story broke and that all of our information had been exposed? Well, I think
1: I got some sort of... uh some sort of update from The Times is usually when something you know bad is happening and you, you, get, you get the notification. Uh, I think I was busy and I, I swiped it away and uh, then I got up in the morning early to get on a plane and I actually see what happened and I think, oh boy, I have to start writing on this plane in the airport and, uh, and that's what, that's what happened. Just trying to figure out exactly how bad this was. Uh, pretty much once a year it seems like we get something like this last year we got the Wells Fargo situation and this is the this is Wells Fargo 2017
0: this feels bigger to me than Wells Fargo but maybe that's because I'm not a Wells Fargo banker
1: no this is bigger I is mean, it
0: okay so tell me why what is such what's the enormity of Equifax
1: well with Wells Fargo uh, the problem really was more a loss of trust with these banks uh, a, a bank really I mean it's the ultimate level of trust. You're giving your, your actual money. And you're not trusting with secrets. You're not trusting with anything. You're trusting them with your money. And what they did is they made these fake accounts and they, they lost the trust. But in terms of actual damage to consumers, it was somewhat mild. Maybe some credit scores got hurt, which could have you know made someone's mortgage payment go higher because of interest rates. But uh, by and large, more of an inconvenience and a, a, an emotional blow, I would say. In this case, this is real uh, a real big damage on another level. This is ex- extremely private personal information uh, that could easily be used for identity theft. And the level of it essentially hit every adult in America. I mean, 143—oh, sorry. They announced 2.5 million more. Uh, I think it's 145.5 million people. That's,
0: that's, that's a lot of people. pretty much all the adults. <laughs> Right. I mean, I went and put in my uh, data to find out if I was one of the people that had been exposed, and no surprise, I had been. So was that a problem, I guess, that I went and and did that? Because there's all this concern still out there. This is October now about what consumers are supposed to do.
1: Right. This is the big knee-jerk reaction. I did this, too. I think everyone in America did this. Uh, When they heard this and I saw there's a website, ooh, Equifax2017, whatever it was, dot com, all right, let's see if I'm one of these people. And, you know, we went to this website without really thinking about it, uh, put in our information, which, you know, kind of, I remember putting in, it asked for the, I think, last six digits of our social security number, and I put that in and hit enter and just thought, oh, crap. Did I just give, I mean, I guess it's now not a secret anymore, but... Did I just trust them with something again or do something else? And I think a lot of people did not want to go to this website and do that. And I discovered later uh, when I learned a little bit more about the social security system that the first few numbers in your social security number can be guessed. If you know where someone was born uh, or where they may have filed their first social security uh, applications, or, or their parents for them, um, you can guess where they're from. I'm, you know, I, I, I grew up in Vermont. I just told, you know, whoever's listening, the first three digits of my social. I mean, it's, it's... Wait,
0: back up. So your social security number, yeah, which we guard with our lives, yes. even though everybody asks you for it from the doctor to when you're getting a cell phone. Right. It can... The first three digits are easily figured out.
1: They're pretty much guessable. If you're from a small state, uh, even more so. If you're from New York, there's a range because there's a lot of New Yorkers. There's not that many Wyoming... It's. Well, <laughs> Vermonters, whatever they. What call What do you call yourselves oh, in sure. Wyoming? Wyomingites? <laughs> yeah, please comment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that uh, it diminishes the level of that security significantly, and uh, I mean, this really is not a good. This is not designed for social security. I mean, this is not designed for security. Social security designed for is designed for social security. It is not designed for Internet security or security of any other kind. I I got a response from the Social Security Administration clarifying that recently, and we all knew that anyway.
0: So what is the worst thing that Equifax possibly released of mine?
1: I mean, probably your social security number, uh, and all even of, though
0: that's easily guessed, that's yeah, still the worst thing. That's still, th-
1: the, that's still the worst thing. I mean, it's just the combination of all of these things together. Uh, it's enough information for for someone to start an account in your name, or to you know screw around in whatever way they feel like with your personal information. They may be able to access some bank accounts if you you know for, do the forget password thing. Sometimes you have uh, that you know you have to input the last four digits of your social. And that really, that's a big problem. It, it may be easy to buy a social security number on the dark web, but that's, that is not something that is generally done. Um, so.
0: Am I, am I safe?
1: It, it, who knows, you know, we really.
0: <laughs> I'm looking to you for, <laughs> that I want to be safe. Because what, what are the problems that this raises, I guess, about the, the credit reporting right. agencies? Right. Am I to trust any of them? There's, there's two others.
1: Yeah. There's, 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 two, there's two other big ones, and there, there's some more. Uh, the big problem here, as I see it and as a bunch of consumer advocates see it, is that the incentives are completely out of whack. There is no real incentive for these companies to do a great job um, fixing credit errors. I mean, one in five people, I think, have an error that's material, uh, which, which is to say that could drastically affect their credit score. Um, and save them or cost them a lot of money uh, on a loan, for example. Uh, And that's a big problem. There's no incentivization for them to fix this model and fix what's broken. If you've ever tried to scrub an error from a a report, it is a huge hassle. And the burden of proof is enormously on the consumer. And all they do essentially when you raise a problem through a letter is they go to the creditor and ask, is this legitimate? Did we make a mistake? Uh, And if the creditor says yes, then that's it. There's no process uh, where that's discussed or adjudicated in any real way. It's sort of just a check.
0: Is this going to change?
1: Well, it's hard to believe anything will change, uh, especially with with Congress uh, as it is in the American political climates, really, this is why is this not?
0: I mean, who's not up in arms about this?
1: Right. I mean, it, I'm confused. This, this is th- this has really uh, sparked bipartisan uh, anger in the hearings with the former CEO uh, who retired right after this uh, <laughs> surprise. Yes, surprise retirement. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, after this, there was. Uh, consternation, anger, all these things from both sides. It's possible something could change, but uh, it's easier to kick the can down the road and to not have uh, sort of bipartisan talks to figure out a better model uh, w- with better incentives in line to fix all this.
0: In your reporting, have you found any ideas for better models for this? For for I mean, these people control all of our information. We have no say whatsoever. You know it's impossible to go and get anything scrubbed or changed, basically. And I feel helpless.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's how we all feel here. And there is not really a better alternative out there that has been implemented on a wide scale. Uh, pretty much the entire world is run on Equifaxes uh, and Experian's and TransUnion's and similar models. Uh, However, Belgium does have, uh, I think, the world's only or one of the world's only state-run versions, and that is run by their central bank, and it's essentially a system purely designed to check people's credit and to verify all of these marks. What we have now is they sell the data, and they don't sell that data in Belgium. Um, And that sort of incentive situation of not having your data commodified is
0: potentially compelling, I think. So, just so I understand exactly how this works, the big credit uh, reporting agencies aren't operating in Belgium. No. They, they, There's just this government organization yeah. that tracks everything. Yep. Yeah. And that works for them. They're a small country. They're a small
1: country. It seems to work for them. And, you know, if you want to... Uh, if you want to take a loan or something, you actually have control over your own credit file, your uh, your own dossier that they that they create. Um, you have that on and off switch. So if you go to a lender, that lender needs to get your permission to access the, that credit information. And of course, they could say if you don't give that permission, they can say, well, I don't, I want to, I want to see your receipts to know that you're good for this money. Um, so that does work uh, work out. So there is incentive to share.
0: Is anyone talking about the blockchain as being some sort of solution for this? I just feel, you know, that we would have our own ledger that would go with us, kind of like we're, how we're going to have irises right. and our <laughs> fingerprints are going to scan to get us in places that we would then own sort of a digital record of our credit history that we would give to a mortgage Lender.
1: right i mean i think there's a big uh there's a big reaction Ooh, maybe this is a good place for blockchain and of course i think this happens in a lot of industries where oh blockchain will save us all in terms of the please blockchain. blockchain and in terms of the actual you know for example a new social security number you know potentially that could be blockchain um i haven't seen anything yet that is a compelling version um of something one of the hallmarks of uh you know the whole credit debate um is having these things checked constantly by uh, various lenders. And I I don't really know what that would look like uh, through blockchain, but it's possible.
0: Isn't it always going to be a target for hackers?
1: Yes. I mean, this is, and and what was incredibly, uh, I would say incredibly frustrating about this situation is the web applet, uh, whatever it is, I mean, this is kind of advanced hacker terminology that I'm not really well versed in. Well, we but, were just talking about right, the blockchain. Right, right. Uh, but I was speaking with a cybersecurity expert, and he was telling me that the way that these hackers got in uh, exploited a very common opening uh, for these web applications, uh, and that's a huge problem. Uh, this is something that is not given a lot of attention in the cybersecurity community, It's sort of easier to clean up after a mess than to prevent the mess, Um, and not very much training for this web security uh, is given for people in the field, and I wonder if that will change because this is costing them just so much money and really just screwed everything up for everyone.
0: Is it costing them that much money? Because like, how how do I opt out of it? I mean, they still have all my information, but where where does it cost the money it's with other businesses that that are using them
1: right well I mean thus far I I do wonder whether it's cost them that much money at all Uh, I think in the long run um, if this does lasting damage to the company that will end up costing them Um, but as it is now they really have a very firm footage I mean it's sort of a triopoly um, between TransUnion Equifax and Experian they're all still used by all the banks. You still are using them even though you're probably angry at them like everyone is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is something we'll have to see is is has there been a consequence to this issue? And if there's not a consequence, boy, I mean, can you imagine it getting any better?
0: You it's mean like, for a business? Yeah. yeah. That you can just do something completely wrong? And as you said, they went through possibly a common and easy – Fix, so it seems that there's some liability there. Is there going to be a lawsuit? How does that work into everything that we heard at the beginning yeah. of this hack about if you went to um, Equifax, you were giving away your rights to right. sue?
1: Right. Well, that I mean, that ties us back to when we to when we checked on that on that website. And one of the things which I think everyone got immediately scared by after after they checked was the. Uh, the privacy, sorry, the ter- not the privacy policy, the terms of use. Um, and in that terms of use, it sort of seemed to say that if you were using Equifax services, and that could potentially be umbrellaed by the website to check to see whether you were involved, that you may have given up your right to sue. And that, you know, that just immediately set
0: the internet on fire. Wah, 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 we were going crazy. Right. crazy. Well, what do we know now that you have reported on this extensively? Yeah. Did I give away my right to sue?
1: Well, I mean, that was the, the thing. In terms of the actual checking of whether you were involved, that's, that's less clear. But the people who signed up for the, the free complimentary credit—it's complimentary, it, it really <laughs> makes you laugh. Um, the terms. The terms. Uh, that credit monitoring that they complimentarily, very generously gave us. Thank
0: you for, so much for a Equifax. Yeah,
1: thank you Equifax. And if, so, if you sign up for that, um, you probably were on the hook for this uh, waiving of your right to sue. Now, I I spoke with Equifax through through email, and they said that no, no, you don't give up your right. But as a uh, as a lawyer told me afterwards, um, who is frequently involved in these arbitration things, the PR person's opinion has nothing to do with what happens in the end. They could tell you one thing, and a year later, they could just point to the contract which you uh, agreed to, and just say, "Oh, well, you can't sue us." So, what did you do? Well, I, I sort of. Uh, I didn't really do anything. I mean, I, but you I just, checked for your I, I, social security I, I number. I checked, and it, I think it told me to come back in a few days or in a week um, to check again. I, you know, who knows if that website is legit? It didn't even have a legit address. It was wasn't Equifax.com/slash anything. It was like Equifax 2017 security breach, whatever it was, and that's not really confidence-inspiring. And so I, I, I haven't been back to check. Um, I think I did freeze my credit that is one thing which you can do the first one is free in New York at least it's not free everywhere it's just another another reminder that the system is utterly broken
0: that's what I did is I froze my credit
1: right and then of course you know you probably next time you apply for a credit card or for a loan you just have, you have to remember to unfreeze it I of course immediately lost my pin number which you need to unfreeze it and I had to get on the phone and try to go, jump through those hoops and uh, a replacement pin would have cost me money, but they did give me one for free, which was good.
0: Is there anything else that people have been recommending to you that consumers do?
1: You can do a free credit monitoring system. Um, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I think TransUnion was offering one for free, so that's not Equifax. Um, that may... Uh, a few, I think a few other places were offering free services for uh, a year, maybe. But essentially, they're just trying to get you hooked on that, and then your credit card will, will, will bill after that year. Um,
0: Ethan, I have to say that you seem very uh, blasé, like there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I mean, that's— You're screwed. Yeah, that's, is, that, uh, is that just because you don't care about your own personal credit, no. or really there is, <laughs> like, nothing that we can do?
1: No. I mean, I, I, I think this is, this is how I feel, that there's, there's really not a good solution here. Uh, no, no good solutions have come up besides I mean, everything has a flaw. The, the credit freezing has a flaw. The credit monitoring has a flaw. Um, doing nothing, of course, has a flaw. I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the, the best thing to do is to just practice really good credit hygiene, which is to say, pull your, your credit report um, four, three times a year. Uh, You have the right to pull from each bureau every 12 months. So if you stagger them once every four months from those, uh, which does mean you have to participate in the the Equifax dance, but not through their website, through annualcreditreport.com. And you can just monitor for bad marks, a credit card you don't recognize, an account you don't recognize. And that's probably the best defense um, And what I'm going to do personally.
0: So the industry is broken. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we're going to get much help from the government.
1: Not at this time.
0: And there's not really that much we as consumers can do, but just credit hygiene. Yeah. Check your credit. Yeah. Ethan, <laughs> this has been just so uplifting. I know. I have to ask my most important question last. Equifax, Equifax.
1: Right. I know. I, I I've been questioning. <laughs> the way I've been saying it. Uh, I think Equifax. I think so,
0: too, but then I hear it the Equif- other way, and I think I it's like, you don't know? Equifax, know. Equifax? We'll have to ask them. Equifax, Equifax, please let us know what you think. I think they're probably both right, but yeah. maybe it's like Tesla, Tesla. I don't know if they're right about anything. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ethan, the again, this has been very uh, inspiring, but at least I know that if I go to annualcreditreport.com yeah. three times a year— yep. That is kind of the best that I can do.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a relatively new thing, and per- potentially in the future, the one sort of glimmer of hope that I may see, uh, or I hope to see, is that you can access it more times for free than once every 12 months per bureau. I mean, that's something which is, you know, I think you should have a right to your own credit history and to at least see it, if not own it.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Anytime I want yeah. to get a look at my own credit. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah, I just can't visit it all the time. I know. Ethan Wolfman joining us for the Yahoo Finance podcast. I'm Jen Rogers. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and also rate and review us. Talk to you all soon.